The Brand Dad Podcast with Robbie Fowler, Episode 48, How to Take Charge of Your Marketing Funnel with Connie Pack. Boring, bland, blending in, this is not how you want to be perceived in a crowded market. Discover how to position, pitch, and profit from your brand fueled by radical empathy for your customers. Blaze your own trail, pitch with passion, serve the socks off your customer. That's a life-giving brand. Welcome to today's episode. I am excited to have my good friend Connie on the show today. Connie Pack is a marketer and entrepreneur with a passion to help other purpose-driven entrepreneurs simplify their marketing processes and scale their revenue-generating activities. She's the queen of marketing funnels, and I'm privileged to call her a friend. I'm so thrilled she's on the show today. I'm going to pick her brain on all things marketing funnel in this two-part series, so let's dive in. Well, welcome, Connie. So glad to have you on the podcast. We're joined by Connie Pack. She is a good friend and a marketing and funnel expert. So excited to have you on the show, Connie. And before we jump into the funnels, like we were just talking about, you can't spell funnels without spelling fun. So, Let's start back and say, Connie, how in the world did you get into this business? So first, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. And then I want to backtrack and say, okay, how did you start doing that? So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Awesome. Thank you, Robbie. I'm so excited to be here and and be able to be here with your listeners. When I was working at my W-2 employee job, my husband and I at the time decided we want to live our life where we're not coming home at 7 p.m. just in time to tuck our kids into bed. And at the time we didn't have kids, but we were seeing the trajectory of where our life could lead if we continued down this path of working at our corporate jobs. I was commuting one hour one way, so two hours round trip here in California where traffic is horrendous. And it was one of those things where we decided we don't have it all figured out, but we know the lifestyle that we want and we know what we want for our family and our family life. And we decided to just go for it. So my husband being a real estate agent, licensed agent here in California at that time, like flip this house or flip or flop. Those kinds of shows were super popular. A lot of us might've recognized like Armando Montalongo and some of those big names that really oh, that's brought old flipping. School there. To, I yeah, remember that one. <laughs> that's the, that's where we learned from. We went to a lot of events, probably paid over $20,000 for bus tours and things like that. The way I see conferences, events, and things is that it's what you take out of it. No one can control that part. And so if Mm. you go in with an open mind and you go in saying, if I could walk away with a piece of like knowledge or truth that will help me in my journey, then that's enough. That was worth, it may not have been worth that dollar amount, but it was enough for me because that's part of my journey. And that's just how I viewed a lot of these kinds of 
workshops and summits and conferences. And that's why my husband and I, we used to call ourselves like conference junkies. And we went to almost every single real estate conference that we were able to go to. So we jumped into entrepreneurship. Real estate was a a feast or famine, like kind of industry because we were conference junkies. I attended a conference where Marcus Lemonis was speaking. And if you guys watch the show, The Prophet, Marcus Lemonis takes struggling businesses and turns them around and invests in their company and helps them to grow into these flourishing companies. And I just loved the heart behind the that he would put into the show. He was speaking at a ClickFunnels event. Mm-hmm. He was the keynote speaker at a Funnel Hacking Live ClickFunnels event uh, hosted by Russell Brunson. And that was my first taste of funnels. Russell Brunson did an amazing job just introducing what funnels was, how it was so valuable to really create that customer journey. And then he offered a certification saying, we will teach you everything from A to Z, including the tech, if you join the certification. And that's what I did. I joined that certification. I dedicated a year. I'm not naturally a tech person. I don't know if a lot of people know that. <laughs> it's kind of a secret where I, I don't know if I should publicize it too much, but I'm going to lay it all out here on this podcast. Um, this is where we bring the truth to bear on this <laughs> podcast. So cutting edge journalism right here. I am the type of person, like you. if you talked to me about 15, 20 years ago, if our printer was not printing, when I would click the print button, I would tell my husband, it's broken. We need to throw it away and get a new one because yep. <laughs> I was not going to figure out the tech and what's not connected. And that was just not how I was wired naturally. But I spent a year studying ClickFunnels, um, the the thinking behind the marketing of why funnels is is important with the avatar, with your hook story offer, all these things that Russell Brunson teaches in his three books and the tech. I, I learned how to build funnels on ClickFunnels. That was my first time I ever built any sort of website whatsoever. But then I started to realize a lot of these other platforms kind of function the same. If you understand the core, at least the drag and drop ones, I'm not a, I'm not coder. I'm not going to go down mm-hmm. that route, <laughs> but at least on these drag and drop systems, I know functionality, how it should work. And if it doesn't, I, I reach out for help if it's beyond my pay grade. And so that's just how I started with funnels, but I really enjoy the strategy aspect of the funnels. And so mm. that's really been the place that I've feel like I I continue to want to learn and grow. And then I've been able to have the ability to hire team members who are actually better with the tech part to help assist me with some of those things as well. Awesome. So you accidentally wound up in this funnel training. Now, as you got started as you're there, are you listening through the eyes of you and your husband and your real estate business? Is that what you're thinking? All oh, this funnel will help the business. And then if so, like, when did you break out from that and go, whoa, this, you know, Connie could use this beyond just the house flipping and things that we're trying to do. What was that? Tell me the story of what that looked like for you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So with our real estate business, we even had a Amazon business on the side. We're Amazon sellers. We had a few different, and then we got into real estate investing with some rental properties and whatnot. In all of our businesses, I always was the operations and marketing person. 
So I always thought through the eyes of an entrepreneur, but would dabble with all the different techniques and strategies I was learning from the marketing side. And then for anyone who's really just starting to get into this consulting, coaching kind of space, the next step I did, I think really helped was I reached out to people I knew then. I had I went to my dentist, I went to my chiropractor, and I would ask them, can I help you with your marketing and try to help generate some more neat leads for your business? And these are people I know. I offered obviously a really great rate. <laughs> and I what I did that so I could get the experience and I get to see, okay. I was able to do well with certain industries versus not, or I enjoyed certain industries or not. And so those are just some really great first stepping stones of just look around you. We all have relationships. We all have a network. And then that's really the good stepping stone to really get you to where you want to go. Yeah. So I love that practical advice because as personal branding becomes more and more popular, you see it a lot of places. You hear about it a lot of places. It is something great to do, but it also can look very enticing from the outside. And one of the things that I know it would be a challenge if I was just considering that now, it would be it would be easy to look out there and go, oh, I must just go from wherever I am now to first big offer I've learned how to do something and I create a product around it and start to go sell it. When the reality is most of the time you ease your way into it and you start literally like looking in your phone and going, uh, I wonder if I could get my dear friend, Connie, to pay me a little bit so I can help her and figure this out and see if this is something that I'm good at, that I enjoy, that I could get more people to pay with most of the friends I have in the personal brand space, like that's the dirty little secret of how it starts. Mm -hmm. Whatever the Instagram feed may say now, or the big webinar, you know, promo says now the reality is we got started by like literally asking a friend sometimes like, even though we're all digital and stuff, like face to face, you go have coffee or, Hey, I'm just thinking, I know this is crazy, but and what's important to recognize is the reason they say yes is because there is already a relationship there mm -hmm. and they trust you and they know you. So don't make this harder than it needs to be. If you are listening, like Connie said, and you're thinking or you're just getting started, don't worry about like a huge email list or even a funnel. You ask a friend first and then Connie, I promise you, she's going to help us out here about, okay, what to do next after you've gotten a friend or two and you're like, hey, I want to pursue this, pursue this more. So I love that you shared that because that's most of us. Okay. So if I were to, as we're still talking about how in the world got into this whole world of funnels, if I were to grab little sweet third grade Connie and said, Connie, what are you going to be when you grow up? What? What, did you have any thought? Do you, can you look back and say, oh, now that I look back, I can see how I wound up here? Or you're like, no, I never would have guessed that. What would third grade Connie have said, do you think? Oh, that's an interesting grade that you ask. What's interesting is that I never would have guessed, but mainly because I, I don't remember third grade as much. So a little personal backstory, my dad passed away when I was in sixth grade. Okay. And so... I feel like my life changed so much mm. during that time where I was very 
shy. I kept to myself. I wasn't quite a vocal. <laughs> Almost mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. single report card would say, I wish Connie would speak up more. <laughs> <laughs> and now my husband's like, you talk a lot. <laughs> right. Can I get a little fifth grade, Connie? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think, you know, these life experiences, mm. um, good or bad, they shape us. They shape us along the way. And it it took a while to break out of the shell. You know, you kind of put protective surrounding around you. And so you, you, you're more quiet, private. I was going to be a CPA. I was Mm, was going the route of an accountant. I'm going to sit in my little cubicle, my job, my W2 job I was referring to earlier. I was a controller at the time. Mm. I was hired as an accountant and then I was overseeing some HR Uh, duties as well. But that was my path. And I was going to sit in front of QuickBooks and do the accounting thing. But there was something in me that just knew that that wasn't, it wasn't my passion. And so Mm. I took this time to figure out when we decided to quit our jobs, the real estate also didn't match because Mm. in real estate, one thing I noticed, this is me. I know there might be other people in the space of real estate and love it. I felt like I'm constantly negotiating, whether you're trying to buy the house or sell the house or fix up the house, no matter who you're talking to, you're negotiating. I can pay you a hundred, but I'm not supposed to say I can pay you a (laughs) hundred. I'm supposed to say I can only pay you 70. That was frustrating for me. My husband would get mad at me all the time because I would say, I would tell the contractor, oh yeah, the the buyers love it. They're going to pay us full price. So suddenly the contractor hits us up with another (laughs) invoice. And and then my husband would be like, why are you talking so much? Okay, I'll go in the car. (laughs) So then I realized I needed to be in an industry. I needed to be in a place where I could talk and I can't get in trouble just speaking my mind. (laughs) So... What I love the price doesn't funnel. dramatically go up or down because Connie accidentally shared something. It's too much information. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. He's like, you're killing the deal. I'm like, sorry. Okay, I'm out of this. <laughs> so what I loved about funnels, what I loved about marketing is that I get to be a part of the team. I get to work with an entrepreneur with the business and I'm part of the team. There's no holding anything back. I, I don't tell them, oh, the leads were actually $5, but they're actually $2. There's none of that. You, I state the, the, the stats. I collaborate with them. Here's how we can make it better because it's in our both interests to make it better. There's no, there's none of that. And so I, I really just fell in love with the idea of working with other entrepreneurs to be on the same team to be able to help. I'm an Enneagram too. And I I think Mm. that giving side like really gets fueled when I'm able to work with entrepreneurs and with their marketing because a dentist studied pretty hard to become a dentist. He did not study how to do digital marketing. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. that wasn't, we wouldn't want a a, a dentist who is so good at digital marketing. He's not that good at being a dentist. And so it's like, it's not fair that he would need to know so much of these things that he just wasn't Mm -hmm. studying, studied for. So I just love that I get to be the helping hand and, and kind of partner with him to be able to grow his business. Fantastic. Okay. So Folks listening in, we'll have folks kind of all over the place, but let's start really simple. So Connie and Robbie have talked about funnels. Let's start with, okay, 
I hear this term thrown around. I pretend like I know what it means. But for anybody listening, that's if if hard pressed, I'm not sure I could actually def- totally define or articulate what a funnel is. So, Connie, start really basic. I'm listening to the podcast. Connie is a funnel expert. Can't spell fun without funnels. <laughs> what <laughs> is a funnel? How do you explain that to folks? Ooh, this is a good question. And I have a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of my childhood friends are not entrepreneurs. So mm-hmm. I've had this struggle mm-hmm. where my first attempt, when I first started, they they felt like I was selling or I was building these spammy websites. They're like, oh, I would never buy on sites like that. I only buy on like reputable ones. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I was not successful in sharing. I think I was focusing on the tech. And so when I'm going to focus mm-hmm. on in explaining in this perspective is the journey. And so I'm going to relate it to a love relationship in that. So first of all, like the funnel is, is a way to bring a customer into your business online. And then if you were to just think of what you do already offline in person, it's identical. If you Mm, you were to just at least start with that foundation. And basically this, this example I like to share is the love relationship. So when you first meet someone, you are an acquaintance and you're kind of building that relationship, the know, like, and trust. And then as you get a chance to get to know them, like maybe they, they get to hear you on a podcast. Maybe they see one of your Facebook posts where you share um, about what you do there. You're go, they're going up that ladder of know, like, and trust. So the first mm-hmm. step, they, they know you, they recognize your name now. It's your, they're an acquaintance. They're starting to like you because they wouldn't sit there scrolling through and reading your comments or listening to a 30, 40 minute podcast if they didn't like what you had to say. And then the final step is that they get to trust you. They're like, you know what? This is the kind of person I would want to work with. And so we do that naturally. It, we all understand how that works in person. You can sit next to someone on an airplane. Hi, my name is Connie. Oh, nice to meet you. Here's my business card. Oh, what do you do? This is what I do. Oh, tell me more. Want to know more. You know what? Let's meet when we get back to, you know, let's have a coffee and let's talk more. I'd love to get to know your services. And, and you've just now gone through that new like and trust in person. It's the same thing online. We're just trying to mimic that entire process online. You're first putting out content, good content, giving lots of value. So people are consuming your content in one form or another. Blogs, podcasts, social media posts, whatever it is that you want to do that you feel comfortable doing. You guide them to go somewhere. So then it's maybe it's a page that talks about who you are, what you do, Um, how you help people, maybe some testimonials of people who say some nice things about you, a case study. And that's really what the first landing page of your funnel is. Your first step of that actual like funnel, which is now your web page as another word for it. And then what do you want to do? Well, I'd like to have a one-on-one meeting with them. So then you encourage them to book a call, schedule a call with you, click this button. They can schedule a call that works best for their time. And now you've got your first funnel that models exactly what you would do offline, but just in a digital format, because we're, you know, with COVID, especially in the pandemic, 
these in-person networking meetings and, and conferences are not as ha- are not happening as much. And we are connecting through social media posts. We are connecting through introductions made even or, or someone commenting and tagging us on different social media posts. That would be at the very basic level of what a, a simple funnel would look like. Wonderful. And, and if, again, if this is unfamiliar, that's a very helpful term because picture in your mind, a funnel, <laughs> it's really big at the top. And as they get to know, like, and trust you, right. They like the move further down the funnel. Remember when we used to have malls and some of the cool malls would have that place where you like put your coin, your quarter or whatever, mm-hmm. and that big round thing. And you just watch it go round and round and round and drop down into the funnel. So that's essentially why it's called that because that's that's what you're doing online versus in person so up there at the top of the funnel connie help us think through if if i'm a a consultant or a coach or speaker trainer author i know this works for lots of folks but let's start there what are some just give us some examples or some ways that we could kick off or start off that funnel up there at the top so as we're thinking through how would this work in my business, you know, it's got to start somewhere. What kicks the funnel off? What's up there at the top? Can you give us an example or two of what that could look like? I think probably a couple of the most common things would be a podcast because podcasts are so popular, so hot right now. YouTube. What I love about YouTube is that it's also a very strong search engine. So if someone were to Mm -hmm. search for how to start my own business, depending, you know, obviously there might be a lot of people ranked, but, you know, depending on where you are, like you could potentially show up. And then the third would be Facebook, Instagram. Those would probably be some of the most common routes, but lately Clubhouse has been huge. There's just so many entry points as far as the top of the funnel. What's also good about Facebook and Instagram and YouTube is that you can actually run ads as well. Okay. So those are some examples of where the top of that funnel could be. That could be podcast, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Clubhouse, other ways. Let's pick two of those and say, okay, if I had a podcast, what would be an example of how I would use that as the top of my funnel? Do I need to do something other than just have a podcast? How does that become the top of my funnel? I feel as long as you have, and it doesn't have to be on every episode, Mm -hmm. but a call to action, download blank and give the URL and encourage people to go somewhere. I love that idea of, and Mike renamed it as the concierge page, like maybe Mm -hmm. to, if you don't want to create a million different pages for every single freebie, you can have a a concierge page. It's one page and you, you can switch it out with whatever latest download, but some sort of a toolkit, a guide, a starter kit, and encourage everyone, well, if you are starting out um, and you'd like to learn more about Blank, go to this site and go download um, that free training. And now you've got them on your email. Perfect. Okay. So hopefully you're hearing like, wait, that sounds like I give them something and then I send them an email. I start emailing them. That's a funnel. Yes. This is right. Again, they can get real complex, but to start with, they're as simple as if you had a podcast or if you're on social media, you 
give folks some sort of valuable content and you call them to action to go grab that content. And then step two, you deliver the content and start following up with them. Walk us through maybe some examples of some like beginner funnels start to finish. So if we took the podcast example, so it sounds like step one, I've got a podcast and then I have a call to action on that podcast to download something that I grab their email. I send them that. And what, what happens after I send them the freebie or the PDF? What, what, what does that look like? Well, at that point, you now have them on your email list. And now you have an audience that you will be probably emailing at least like once a week or however frequent you'd like. Some people do two or three times a week and just mix it up with, and, and you might know of other strategies that work mm-hmm. here too, but you could do value, 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 sell. And you mm-hmm. can mention something that you've got going on promotion, or maybe it's like a, a friend with that you believe in and you can promote their products and things like that. And basically you build that relationship. So back in the day, you might go to those weekly business networking events where you pass out business cards and you're meeting them face-to-face and you're having those interactions every so often. Now we're doing this virtually and they're having those interactions with you via email. And so the more you can get your emails opened. You you play around with different headlines, subject lines to get your emails opened and test out different things to offer them to see what they would want to do next. Or if you already have something planned, maybe you have a summit coming up or a challenge coming up and you want to encourage and invite them out to that and get, have them get to know you even more and then trust you. And just know once they trust you, it's, it's so easy then because now no matter what it is that you present Mm -hmm. in the future, you've got a customer for life. So the lifetime value of your customer then really starts to go up as you start to gain at least a few of the customers that come in, even at the $20 uh, price point. And that's what I think people forget. The fortune is in the follow-up. I know everyone wants this one funnel that's going to make them a million dollars, but I would bet that 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 one funnel that made them a million dollars, I wouldn't be surprised if the funnel made the 500,000 and the mm-hmm. follow-up emails and everything else made the other 500,000. Like right. I, I doubt it was really just the funnel itself because they want to see that you follow through with your actions and that you continue to give. You don't just not care about people. And once they've paid, put in that credit card and, and, and that follow-up is super important. And that's why I think people who really care about their tribe and really cultivate their community are the ones that really become long-standing players in this space versus the ones that just kind of pop up, do this big, big thing, and then they go quiet for a while. We're going to stop it there for today's episode. I'm going to give you some ways to connect with Connie and tell you what's up on part two of this episode. But first... I want to tell you about the workshop I've got coming up with my good friend and amazing copywriter, Jeff Coleman. We've got a personal brand accelerator workshop. We offered a beta of this and it sold out immediately. So we said, hey, let's offer another one. And I want to tell you about that one. It's Saturday, July the 10th from 1 to 6 p.m. Eastern time zone. You're going to get clarity on your ideal customer. If you need to build your personal brand or plan out your success roadmap for the next 24 months, this is the workshop for you. 
You can find out information at RobbieF.com forward slash workshop. We've got a limited number of seats on this one. A couple of those have already sold. So make sure you don't miss out on this workshop. RobbieF.com forward slash workshop or check the show notes. Now on part two of our episode with Connie next week, you're going to learn why entrepreneurs fail at creating successful funnels, where to start with all those crazy Facebook ads, how to start using your Facebook pixel, even if you haven't started your full-time personal brand yet, and how to handle the recent Apple iOS changes and the impact on our Facebook ads. So make sure you tune in for part two of this episode next week. Also, make sure you check the show notes for a couple of ways that you can connect with Connie, particularly her YouTube channel is amazing. I'll put a link to her website and her YouTube channel in the show notes. So go check that out. As always, subscribe share, go leave a review. That helps get the word out about the Brand Ed Podcast. Don't forget to go sign up for that Accelerator workshop before the seats are gone. And until next time, go and build a life-giving brand. Brand.